What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Get to Know Jesus. If you will, please open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 20. So today we're going to learn a lot about serving the Lord and what that means and how to do it. And... Who we really are fighting. Who the real battle is against. So let us begin. In verse 1. Chapter 6. Verse 1. says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Now go ahead and. If you got a highlighter or a pen. Go ahead and underline or highlight in the Lord. He goes on to say. Honor your father and your mother. Which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now I'm going to go back to verse 1 and just say it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. See, everything must be done in Christ. I don't, it, it don't matter what, what you're trying to do. It has got to be done in Jesus Christ. But look at what Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 5. He says, He who abides in me... And I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We can't do anything that we desire to unto him outside of Christ. So let us be in Christ. Verse 4. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. You know, that I just want to say something real quick on that. So many parents out there, fathers... They say they want their kids to live godly, but they do not even lead an example of a godly lifestyle. They say, oh, well, I want my kids to live a moral way, but they themselves don't live a moral way. They're hypocrites. Fathers say that I don't want my kids cussing. They, they tell their kids not to cuss while right next to them, they're dropping the F-bomb every sentence. There's something wrong with that. They're saying, you know, that they can't go... Five minutes without without cursing like a sailor. Right there in front of their kids. As they hear their kids cuss and they say, no, stop doing that. You shouldn't do that. Well, maybe you should look in the mirror first. Stop doing it yourself. Lead by example. That's what a leader is supposed to be. That's what a father is supposed to be. The father is the spiritual leader of the household. Those kids that you have, they're a reward. Raise them up in the Lord's way. They're his kids, not yours. See, they're his up until sin. It's your job to raise them up, to do it his way. And you can't do that unless you are in Christ, unless you do it in the Lord. You know, I believe if fathers took a different perspective as raising their kids as if it was God's kids, I bet you they'd raise them up a whole lot better than the way they do now. Read the Bible with them. Pray with them. Lead by example. Don't just tell them. Talk is cheap. I hate people that just talk and they don't do. Tired of it. Verse 5 says, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ. So there it is again. So go ahead and underline that or highlight it as to Christ. Now we look at this and of course we think about 
who the letters written to to the Ephesians. So back then they still had servants and they still had masters and slaves and all that. But today, to put it in our, into our perspective in today's society, the bond servants are us. They're the Christians. You see, Jesus told us that we must, if you want to be greatest in the kingdom, you must be a servant of all, or you must be a slave of all. So we are bond servants. The Lord told us that we're going to be servants. Be obedient to those who are your masters. Now, our masters today, and, and that can be our bosses at work. That's one example I like to use. Our bosses at work, obey them even when it may be a ridiculous request that they give you, do it. It may be something that, you know, they're doing out of spite or anger and it's wrong that they're doing it. Well, guess what? Do it. Do it. Do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Who cares what your boss says? You just need to tell yourself, you know what? I'm not doing this for my boss. I'm doing it unto the Lord. Work unto him every day at work as if the Lord was going to be evaluating you at the end of the day. Now you see, obey your masters, obey your bosses until they say, hey, no more talking about Jesus. That's where you draw the line and you say, oh, sorry, can't do that. that, that that's, that's, going, that's, going, that's going to happen, man. That ain't going to change. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ. So don't do it with a grudging heart. Don't do it in bitterness. Don't do it because he's your boss. Do it as to Christ. Do it as if the Lord just told you to do it. You know, again, I believe if we all took this perspective, oh man, what joy we would have at work. We wouldn't be dragging along saying, oh, Monday blues. You know, just another day, another dollar. We wouldn't have these sayings, you know. I believe we would have true joy in work if we did it unto the Lord out of the sincerity of our heart. Out of the sincerity of our heart. Verse 6. So he says, Not with eye service as men pleasers, so don't do it, you know, what, what are you doing when the bosses aren't around? That's the main question. But as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So again, he goes back to that we are, the, that we are servants of Christ. We're bondservants, we're slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart. We're his ambassadors, we're his people. We are to do all things as unto him from our hearts. Now remember, our heart is where he moved into. Our heart is where the Lord moved into. And that's where we should be doing it from. It's from him, in him, in Christ. Anything that we do. Verse 7, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. So there he is again. Now verse 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. So you reap what you sow. Verse 9. And you masters do the same things to them, that is the servants, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. 
There's too many bosses out there. There's too many leaders. There's too many parents. There's too many pastors that lord themselves over others, abusing the positions that they've been given. Yet think about this, guys. Our Master, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who had every right when He came to this earth to lord Himself over everyone, He did not do that. But instead, he became a slave. He became a servant and served everybody. So what gives us the right to think that we can lord ourselves over anybody? Again, the only way you're not, the only way you're going to be able to do this is in love. Love, love is everything. The only way you're going to be able to love is if you're in Christ. Abide in my love, he said. Abide in me and I will abide in you. What I get from that is his love is going to abide in us. And we're going to show that love to other people as we abide in him. You see, if a servant loves the Lord and does it unto him, he's going to love his master. And the master does it, does likewise. Well, hey, then you got unity, which is what the Lord prayed for. Everything is in love. The commandment that the Lord gave in John chapter 13, verse 34. Love each other as I have loved you. So masters and slaves, love each other as the Lord loved you. But again, this can only be done in Christ Jesus. Love conquers all things. That famous... Love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love doesn't threaten. <laughs> and I'm coming up with my own right now. Love, love doesn't lord himself over. Love doesn't show partiality. Love doesn't hate. Love is not rude. Love does not fear. Love conquers fear though. I tell you, if we learn to love the way the Lord loved us, this world would be at peace, the peace that it's always wanted. Love. Put on love, everybody. You may have the, the best job. You might be making a big check every week. You might have a degree under your belt that is worth boasting about. You might have the nicest car, the nicest house. You might have the most knowledge in theology. You might go to a church and have the position of a pastor. Or any type of position for that matter. But if you, have, if you do not love, you have nothing. Everything is pointless. My friends, love is everything. The only way you're going to love is in Christ. The only way you're going to obey your parents, the only way you're going to obey your masters is in Christ. Everything must be done in Christ, for we can do nothing without Him. Now we move on to a different subject. The spiritual battles. We're going to learn how to fight them. Spiritual battles are real. Spiritual battles are very real. We're seeing it right now, the, the politics, you know, with the presidential election coming up. This is probably the most controversial year this country has ever seen. 
with COVID-19, with, I mean, just the ridiculously crazy presidential election going on. But it's all spiritual battle. And until you actually look at it that way, you're never going to know how to fight the battle. Verse 10, let us continue. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So there he is again, in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Not our might, but His might. Everything must be done in Christ. You can't fight Satan on your own. You know, Satan laughs at us when we try to fight him on our own. When we try to go to him in our own power, in our own strength and might. He laughs at us and says, bring it on. Oh, but my friend, when you come in the name of Jesus, when you're in Christ and you go to fight that battle against Satan, he's going to lose every time. He's going to lose 20 times out of 20. Let everything you do be done in the Lord. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil's always looking out to, to deceive, to destroy, to kill, to steal. He's, he's full of schemes. He's a murderer. The only way you're going to be able to stand against him is in Christ. Jesus is the answer. If you're a Christian, you're in a constant battle, a spiritual battle. Satan is constantly trying to knock you off every chance he gets. So gear up with the armor of God. Get ready. Because let me tell you, you're going to go through sorrows. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through tough times. But the Lord wants to use those times that look like they're bad for His good. So I tell you, put on the armor of God. So that you may be able to stand against Satan when he comes and hits you. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. You know, I don't ever want to, I hate the feeling of regret thinking that, man, if I did that better, I bet you, I bet you I would have pushed through that a lot faster. Or I bet you if, you know, if I really, really did give God more of my time, if I really did seek Him more, if I really did live out His Word, maybe things would have been different. No, I don't want to have any excuse. I want to put my complete trust in Christ. And I want to give Him my all. Surrender completely to Jesus. Verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, let me say something before I do, before I read these. I'm going to kind of read through these really quickly and then I might go through a couple of them, couple of them and just give you some explanation. We so so I'm gonna read verse fourteen through eighteen real quick, but let me explain something. We are to display these things that we're about to read. 
these things that are considered as the armor of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate example who, who did this perfectly. So it brings us that we must do all things in Christ. These things that we're about to read, these characteristics, these are the characteristics that, that we are supposed to live out so we may fight against Satan. Live these characteristics out that we're about to fight, that we're about to read about. Live out the word. So stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Live those two out. Tell the truth, even when it's not popular, even whenever things look like it's going to be all against you, even when things look like it's going to turn out in the worst for you. Tell the truth, for this is pleasing in the sight of the Lord, my friends. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Stand for the truth always. Righteousness. Do what is right. Live a moral lifestyle. You can only do that in Christ. Verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's the good news. That's the good news. Tell everyone about Jesus and what he did for us. Oh, what a wonderful thing my Lord did for everybody. It's the gospel of peace. That's what this world's always wanting. That's what we're always shouting for. Peace, love. Love comes from Jesus. God is love, the Bible says. The Bible also says that he's the prince of peace. So who should we let rule over us? Jesus Christ, the one who is love. Who loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. We should let him rule over us who is the prince of peace. The two things that every one of us have. This whole world has always shouted for is love and peace. Oh my friends, Jesus is love. He is peace. He brings us peace. And he shows us how to love. His gospel is peace. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. When we put our faith in Christ, we will be saved, and in doing so, our faith overcomes the devil. Because why? Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, I overcame the world. You can also look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Let me continue. Our faith is that Jesus came to the earth, died, rose, and ascended, sending back his spirit to live in us. Our faith is assurance of Christ's work on the cross. Our faith is the assurance that he came from heaven to the earth physically, fully man. Our faith is our assurance that Jesus overcame the entire world. It is our complete reliance on Christ alone for salvation. That is our faith. Whatever lies or whatever storm Satan tries to throw at you or tells you, remember who your faith is in and what he did for us. 
and all. What he did for us all. Rest on this hope and in Christ Jesus. Rest on the hope that, hey, I'm just a foreigner in this world. Remember that study I did in John chapter 17, if you listen to that one. We're not of this world, but we're in this world. We're just passing through. Our hope is in Jesus. Our faith is that He overcame the world. Our faith is that He died. Our faith is that He rose. He's alive. He's alive and He's living in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. That is where our faith is. I believe it. And I'm going to put my faith and my hope in that until the day of salvation comes. Until the day comes when He calls my name loud and clear and I hear Him and I meet Him in the sky. The Bible says that He will call us and we will meet Him. I will hear my Lord Jesus who I have never seen but who my faith is in. Whom I have experienced. I have experienced Him on this earth spiritually. I have experienced Him Moving in my life. I've seen him change me. I've seen him change others. So yeah, my faith is in Jesus. Completely. Verse 17 through 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. There it is again, in the Spirit. Being watchful to this, end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Study the Word of God. Live it out in prayer. Pray always. Pray fervently. Pray about everything. Prayer and the Word of God are two huge components in fighting what Satan throws at you. Whatever battle you may be going through, fight it with the Word of God. Fight it in prayer and understand who the real enemy is. It's Satan. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness. Satan, he's the real enemy. Now understand, you can't fight him on your own. You must be in Christ. Do all things in Jesus Christ. Seek Him with your whole heart. Give Him time. Give Him your time. Let Him lead you in everything. Put your faith in Him. Your complete reliance on Him. Submit to Him. Again, stay in the Word of God, everyone. Do a daily study. I don't care if it's one minute or one verse. Just read the Word of God. Apply it to your lives. Live it out. And pray Pray constantly. Pray while you're doing the dishes. Pray while you're driving to work. Pray while you're in the shower. Pray when you don't want to pray. Pray while you're out there grilling the steak. Pray while you're mowing the lawn, while you're, while you're sitting there on the couch, while you're laying in bed. Pray before you go to sleep. Pray when you wake up. My friends, you see, we have access to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, put on that armor that He has given us advantage over Satan. All we have to do is put on Christ. 
All we have to do is be in Christ, abide in Him. Let Him fight the battles, for the battle is His, not ours. The battle is not against people, it's against Satan. And until you look at it that way, until you look at whatever, whatever you may be going through, maybe you've got someone who's just getting on your last nerves, and they're just testing you. Maybe they're just being defiant against you. Understand that that's sin. Who brought sin into the world? That was Satan. Satan's the deceiver. He's the one that lies, deceives, that destroys and kills and murders. He's, a, he's completely evil. And he does anything he can to knock you off. And he'll use anybody. Don't fall for it. Put on the armor of God. Live out his word. Be in prayer constantly. Put on love. Let everything you do be in Christ. While you're cooking a meal, pray. Let, do it as unto the Lord. Do it as if the Lord Jesus were coming over for lunch at 3 p.m. Make that food as if he was there to eat it. I guarantee you'd make it perfect. Do that every time. And apply that to every other aspect of your life. Do it as unto the Lord. God bless everyone.